Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again on the road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Welcome to episode 196 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, joined as usual by worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening. Who is no longer on camera, so... Woohoo! I mean, oh, Yeah, the show got prettier. <laughs> <laughs> and the heckling is our, uh, our own esteemed brother and friend of the show, Co-Pennsylvanian refugee, Super John. The honor and privilege to be amongst you as always. John, did, has, has anybody ever called you John Heckle? Because I feel like that's just a, a, a fitting name for you. And it's like, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Absolutely. Because nobody can pronounce the last name. So in high school, I, had a, I used to walk around with a baseball hat of Heckle and Jekyll on it. And that was the gag. Nice. Because nobody could say the last name. So yeah, everybody calls me Heckle. <laughs> but nobody gets the nuance that you do. Because... Well, you guys are special. Oh, well, we, 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 we pay attention to small things. Unfortunately, we ignore giant things. So you know, <laughs> that, that, that goes hand in hand, I guess. Like true Masons do. That's right. All nuance, baby. Sorry, Harlan. I didn't mean to interrupt your introductions there. Oh, no, that was, that was about it. There's also Jeff, but, you know. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. Hi. What is Hi. <laughs> All right. Welcome to three guys and an afterthought. <laughs> We're still reeling from our uh, riveting district assembly this weekend. Um, it was on our lodge night, and uh, the way our, our rules here in Pennsylvania work is uh, when that happens, if the master and three of the other five 
primary dudes uh, go to the district meeting, then your lodge is constitutionally, for some reason, not optionally, uh, your lodge is, is dark and can't transact business. Now, is, is, is there a uh, subtext to that rule whereby the master then tells everyone that they're still having their state of meeting that night? Well, um, so but then lies about it essentially. The last time this happened, we we just did a lodge of entered apprentices that night, and uh, I forget what we did, but um, we could do that. We just couldn't have a business meeting, so we did. Uh, so I thought Mike was planning something, uh, but you know it wasn't bad. We we had uh, we had dinner, and you know a lot of guys showed up, and we. Spent some time in fraternal bonding uh, and talking about the fairs. And then uh, still left after midnight. It was an early night, though. I think, Jeff, we, we rolled out of there at, like, what, 1230 or something? Uh, I think I think it was after one, wasn't it? It might have been. It was early. It felt early. It, it was earlier than normal, yes. So did, did he leave you all with the impression that he was doing a full meeting because he left me my conversation with him was you know was just gonna have pizza hang out i sent him you know. i sent a message on but, the general slack channel that morning that said are we still having our state of meeting tonight and he said yes pizza something something and yeah. that was it and then nobody ever said anything again so i show up for this stated meeting <laughs> and then he, he didn't even tell me here it is like 20 minutes after we're supposed to open and he's just in there watching like Netflix or something. I'm like, so I guess we're not having a meeting. He goes, no. What? Why did you think we were? Because like, you just told me. Never mind. I know. At one point, we kind of split up into two groups. Half of a bunch of people sitting around in the lodge talking, and a bunch bunch of people in the um, dining hall. And then all of a sudden, people start coming into the lodge, putting on aprons, and right. I think four or five people had aprons on at one point. What? He didn't tell anybody. <laughs> John, what do you do when your master lies to you? Well, I mean, I, like, I, I guess you don't know because you're all time. What do you do when you lie to yourself? Master. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when I'm not the master? John, what, what does everybody else do when you lie to them? They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they'd have to show up to do something, right? Rubes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'd have to open and inform, and then be, I'd have to be able to lie to him and inform. And yeah, you know, there's that whole thing, right? For fuck's sakes. So uh, we got we got bored, as you can imagine. Um, and I walked into the lodge room at some point, and we had the entire northeast corner filled with children's bicycles. Yeah. Um, because you know we're doing uh, the bicycle program that we do here, and they haven't been shipped off to the schools yet. So I thought, here's an opportunity to promote this. So I of course grabbed like the pinkest, girliest one I could find, and uh, started riding it, circumambulating around the lodge, backwards, of course, because why not? And I was trying to set up our media team to grab a snapshot so they could make some witty post on our Facebook page about the bicycle program and you know we got to get these out to the schools before the secretary runs off with them or, or something so unbeknownst to me while we're trying to grab these pictures Josh is videoing the entire event and just throwing it on 
our personal Facebooks and tagging my wife, etc. Which then my wife knows I'm not in a lodge business meeting, but I am in fact goofing around on a pink bicycle. Um, so I was getting the text messages, and now I've become like a social media sensation in a way I didn't want. So it was almost impressive how fast Josh had his phone out recording that. Well, but he must have already had his phone in his hand. He well, he always has his phone it was, in his hand. He has two well, hands. Yeah. He has his phone in one, and well, um, yeah. Anyway, so the post got made on our social media. Thanks, Jeff, for that. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's also having the desired effect. But Tony was trying to make it go viral, but everybody had already seen Josh's video, so it just kind of sputtered out. Mm. Nobody, nobody knows that this is the bicycle program our lodge is doing. All they know is that Harlem was riding around on a pink bike. With around the altar, no less. Yes. But if you're on Facebook and you you see some moron in a suit on a little girl's bicycle in a lodge room, well, then you Who, by it. the way, looks ecstatic to be on that bike. Oh, yes, yeah, so that was... I've, 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 I don't think I've ever seen Harlan smile that big. John, have you seen this picture? I have not. All right. Well, and I expect on one of you guys to send it to me post-haste. We need to take so care I of that So I can make right my now. judgmental comments as needed. Well, we could send you a Facebook link since you're connected to somebody on Facebook, I'd imagine. Yeah, Here, well, hold, you know, give me just a second. I'm already on. I'll, I'll get it's you. not me because I don't dude, friend dude. show people, even though everybody else who's my friend friends show people. So, namely Josh. I'm pretty sure Josh has friended everybody who's ever listened to the show. Well, that, that's my thing. This this all is, is going back to uh, the Josh's inability to control his social media habits. It's all he has. And sometimes I just sent you the link to our lodge page, John. Like, he, he outs people who are sneaking off the lodge by tagging them, unbeknownst to them. He, he outed Bruce and I at that uh, log cabin Masons meeting. <laughs> and uh, there, there's other little mishaps. He was, he was on Foursquare at some point when like Foursquare was still a thing that people knew about, if it ever was. I'm still not sure about that. And he was the mayor of our lodge yeah. for a long time. The mayor of our lodge? Yeah, that was like a Foursquare thing. Like You could check in somewhere and enough you got to be the mayor that basically photo by the way he's the worst at secrecy ever ever <laughs> that ever has been ever will be not intentionally he just doesn't understand that social media is social. It's pretty intentional and in- in- intentional so uh also bruce i have mm-hmm. this uh this simba doll <laughs> finally for some reason I'm sure there's a backstory there, but I don't know what it is. You don't want to know. Just the Postal Service doing a bang-up job. The listeners want to know. Simba wants yes. to know. Uh, she to know or- she ordered going. it on eBay, which is is like that's 90% of the problem right there. Don't ever buy anything off eBay ever. I buy stuff uh, off eBay all the time. And it took... Do you really? Yeah. Stuff I can't find on Amazon. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's obscure electronics usually. Um. Anyway, it it took like four or five days longer than it was supposed to to get there, and she's texted me like every other hour. It was scanned somewhere else. Why isn't it here yet? Basically, she's like the other uh, 983 customers on my route. Why haven't I got this thing that I ordered? Like, like I have some kind of omniscience about where every piece of mail in, in this state is at all times. <laughs> Fun. He heard that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that was, uh, Selective hearing. Yes. Is going in the show notes. Anyway, I'm glad that it showed up. Finally. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little too late for its intended purpose by about two weeks, but... um, Not two weeks. And that... Almost two weeks. The most important lesson of ordering something on eBay is order it like a week before you would order it anywhere else. Oh, yeah, I'm never concerned about that with eBay because eBay's like impulse buys for me. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that's fine then. EBay, it was it was a lack of self-control usually. Um, and then I find myself asking, what was I doing on eBay? The, 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 the not on-time shipping is like rampant on eBay. And then they don't really have like a uh, like a set label like Amazon does. So like there's always problems shipping for some reason. I used to sell a bunch of stuff on eBay, and I was terrible about getting things shipped on time, as you can imagine. I always got four-star ratings because I got five stars for everything, but then one star for shipping. Mm -hmm. Same, (laughs) actually. How's that for you? You're, like, just throw it in the milk truck. Uh, Don't you just get to, like, sign the top right corner with, like, Bruce, and then you don't even need a stamp? Because once that money comes in, Harlan, it's very hard for me to get motivated to walk to wherever that thing is, wrap it in, you know, packaging materials, put it in a box, tape it closed, put the label on it, take it with me. Like, I've already got the money. I do remember. I want to do all that stuff for (laughs) We're selling all those those KVMs, and I... Thanks uh, for the cash, sucker! And I bought one, and then you guys convince me to pay for it like three times or zero i'm not 100 percent sure you ever paid for that if it makes you feel any better i never used it so Uh, if it makes you feel any better i gave you a hell of a deal on it (laughs) like half the price i was selling them for i intended to use it and then it didn't work not not that it didn't work but that the setup i was trying to use wouldn't work and i forget why because it's all so long ago because I'm not entirely sure. Like I don't speak for that business, but I don't think that business could process a refund uh, for a sale from seven years ago. Harlan, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the thing. Three refunds, Bruce. Three refunds. Mainly because they're insolvent now. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I see that Tony popped in, and wow. now there's just like a blank. A light posing as Tony. The lights. So, uh, hey, what else? I mean, is why are you going to log on if you're not there? Like oh, he is. Anyway, there he is. Sorry. What else you guys have going on, Tony? I just saw you the other night. I'm I'm done with you. I ran into Tony at my daughter's soccer game because he was there being creepy with a traffic cone in his head, so nobody would see him. That was taking one for the team, buddy. 
I don't know. I'm at this soccer game. There's like thousands of kids and parents and whatever out in this giant field because it's, you know, like three and four year old soccer. And then I look over and I'm like, who's this guy with a cone on his head? And then it's Tony. <laughs> That's the truth. It was an orange traffic cone or practice cone that they use to drill. That kid that put that cone on my head happens to be one of the city workers' kids. And so you have to be nice to him, but what you really want to do is knock him upside the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so the whole time you're saying, oh, that's so cute. You're thinking, buddy, if you were my kid. Ooh. Yeah. It was bad. So, so what y'all been talking about? So I don't so I don't have to ask everything again. I mean all the stuff that you're about to talk about. So the district meeting, Mike canceling Lodge, Josh being out of control with social media, uh, and my wife worshiping Bruce as a postal god. Oh, I, I must have missed that part. I heard the postal god, but I didn't hear the praise. Will you ask her to to um, adulate a little louder next time, please? Yeah, yeah. It's um, Mike canceled Lodge. Well, sort of. So the Constitution canceled Lodge. And normally when this happens... He didn't cancel Lodge. He just lied to everybody about there being a Lodge. <laughs> we had dinner and we hung out. and uh, We didn't even have the dinner, he said. He promised pizza. I got there. There was chili dogs. True. We, we did have uh, an imposter pizza. But so pizza, he was planning on, on getting AIDS on a pizza. So I'm actually happy with the chili dogs. I love that for lunch Don't forget today. like six thousand cookies that we collectively ate. The cookies are all gone. There were so many cookies. They were like the little, so the little uh, <sighs> like peanut butter and lemon and whatever. Like they're like this knockoff the Oreos. Oreos. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm just curious, but the, I wasn't at the district meeting. I had to work. Uh, did anything fun go on there or anything? Yeah, we, uh, we didn't get our, our <laughs> attendance credit. Um, and somebody threw a tantrum over the traveling gavel uh, and embarrassed us all in, in a way that I have never been embarrassed. Let's call uh, this guy Joe. I, I realize we don't have a Joe in our lodge, at least none that I know. So yeah, let's call this guy Joe. Do, but he never for shows the, up. So, for the sake of... Um, yeah. Anyway, Joe, made a big, we got this thing where everybody's got a traveling gavel in their district and bring it to the district meeting. And this guy really didn't want to turn it over at the district meeting. And he made a really big stink about it. And then the grandmaster just had the, the lodge in, that in won. In front of the grandmaster. Yeah. So during the meeting, Christ. and everybody's there, it comes time to award the gavel. They make a really big deal about giving it to Joe. And... Uh, I, I look over at the guys in my lodge I'm sitting with, and there were all these various expressions of, of humiliation. Um, I've never seen Ray anything but calm and collected and cool, you know, who his brother. Purple. I see Mike down with the other masters. You could like see the smoke billowing out of his ears. Uh, I don't think I've I've ever been that embarrassed in in the context of my lodge where it wasn't something I did. Um, it, it was bad. And then we had a chat with him that night, but Joe doesn't fully understand what he did wrong. Doesn't get it. Um, in fact, when he got the gavel, he then proceeded to 
who tried to make a big speech about how he was right, but got gaveled down by the district deputy and us it down. Um, yeah, it was... And our district wow. meetings aren't small, right? You're talking like uh, bordering on a couple hundred people. It's not like it's a small gathering. I don't remember uh, a district meeting where anybody's ever been gaveled down. <laughs> but of course, uh, damn. it had to be, a, had to be I, somebody from our... <laughs> I gaveled down the Grand Master at my district meeting when the district deputy <laughs> let me have the gavel. <laughs> not that I've ever been a district deputy. Um, yeah. So it, it happens. But not, huh. not that flagrantly. It's usually done in a jesting manner. I don't think this was jesting. Um, so we try to have a chat with him. He doesn't get it. I, I don't know what to do about it. But we uh, supposedly the guys are sending him to the lodge that should have had the gavel with a giant inflatable gavel to take to them. I don't know what the purpose is. But... All I know is I, I wasn't there. I was running late, so I missed like the breakfast and stuff. And I walked in just as the meeting started. And uh, then I'm catching all this secondhand. <laughs> and I thought, oh, God. But then then when like that whole thing happened in the meeting, I, I was abjectly humiliated. Uh, so, yeah. And we didn't get our attendance thing because Tony wasn't there. Yeah, because I count for usually six people. So. Ew. Well, so they, they so. do ten percent of our lodge and it's it's measured by body weight. So <laughs> <laughs> just just like everything else in the Sonic. Uh, um, All the other big guys were there, Tony. And so my understanding is that would be the reason Mike canceled Lodge because after the district meeting, he was actually afraid somebody would show up and he didn't want to have to face anybody. We were. That's... We were quite <laughs> concerned about that. Um, and then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? No, we don't have to worry about that because nobody's ever going to come to our Lodge again. Doesn't, a, doesn't the master have the right to keep anybody he wants out of Open Lodge? Out, out of lodge? I mean, so he does, but... So if somebody was to show up that he's if, if somebody was going to show up to pull your charter, couldn't the master just gavel the lodge shut real quick and say, nope, can't pull my charter. We're not an open lodge. You can't come in. No, yeah, I don't think lodge has to be open to be for that to be pulled. Right. And then, and, and then you just never close lodge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just don't let them in. Or or we could do like they used uh, all the dis all the uh, all the. Um, Lodges used to do to Harlan when he was the grand assistant poopaw. They would just set him outside so that they could announce him. Yes, <laughs> and, and then and then never the door would open, in. and it's the guys coming out of the lodge because it's over. <laughs> True story. True. There story. was a lodge that did that to me <laughs> as a joke. Um, so I'm sitting out with the Tyler making small talk, and then then there's a knock at the door, and I'm like, oh well, this is me, and I'm standing up, making sure my suit's straight and all that. And then the door opens and like there's just a line of guys walking out. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that that's a, uh, that's a true story? <laughs> wasn't that uh, uh, the past Grand Husband's Lodge? No, no, no. no. no Close. It was, uh, it was a lodge that I'm I'm rather friendly with. Uh, uh, we well, our lodge used to be a lot tighter with them. They're quite a drive away, uh, but. Uh, our our district deputy last year was from that lodge. Mm, okay. Uh, 
I, I do have a – I don't know if y'all have talked about this yet or not. And I'm sorry I was late. My grandson had his first T-ball game ever. So that's where I was at. Oh. But uh, And I just got back. But I do have a question. I've been reading a lot of stuff on Facebook, a lot of stuff on different – where they keep wanting to know what we need to do to get young people interested in Lodge. I think it's bull crap. It's total bull crap. Uh, nobody asks, what about all the old men that are members that don't come to Lodge? Nobody asks the questions, what do we need to do to keep the old men active in Lodge? <coughs> you know, you've I, got a point there. I, I feel want, like they had their chance, Tony. I want somebody to cater to me. I want somebody I, to say, hey, old man, you need I, to. I feel like they're the reason, though. Yeah. The old men are like, the reason like the young men they're... don't come. No, the old men are the reason the old men don't come. That I would. I don't, or is yeah, it the I young men are the reason the old men don't come? That's, no, uh, you know, there's something. There's something to be said to that. The old men come until the young men take over, and then the old men don't feel like they have to do anything. because no, the old men are old men by that point, so they just stop coming because they, they're old men, and the young men take over because they, they have weren't to. coming. There, there was, was a handful of old guys that were still coming, and then it was you and me and Jason and you know the quote younger guys. So. Uh, up in northern Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, way north Pennsylvania, handful. Yeah, well, we're all mental. Uh, this was before I joined the Royal Arch, uh, but I'd heard all about it so when you were was... still a Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Is this thing on? Anyway, oh yeah, yeah. Right. No. Uh, at a Royal Arch meeting, there was two old guys who apparently subconsciously wanted to play the "Who's a bigger asshole" game. In I love that game chapter meeting, oh, they were both peaches too. I've met one of them, and I just soon flush them down the toilet. Um, but the, apparently, the meeting <laughs> ended with one whipping a full can of Coca Cola at the head of the other one from across the lodge room. That is not how you awesome. win that game. So. If that happened more frequently, there would be more people at Lodge. Well, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like WWE meets, you know. Do you, think the, do you think the reason old men don't come to Lodge is because the old men were young men at one point, and over the years, they just had somebody that they don't like anymore that still comes to Lodge, and so you tend to lose half of your people yes. as they, as they yeah. get older. Well, and then, yes. and then those half get mad at each other, and so it, it, no. I'm, I'm serious about that. That there's that there's personality conflict. It, it's like this: we raise for in our lodge uh, about one in every four men that, so maybe it's three, four, something like that. I'm gonna call it four. About about one in four guys that we initiate gets raised, and about one in four guys that get raised actually stick around. Well, what happens is those guys, a lot of them keep paying dues and being a member, but you never see them. So three out of the four guys, and then every year that repeats, and those guys get older. So all of the old guys that aren't coming to Lodge never really came to Lodge to begin with. They just kept paying their dues and being members, but they were never going to. And so it, it's not a lack of programming or, or what have you they just weren't engaged when they were younger and they joined and then so so they fill the roles so there's so many more older guys that don't come to lodge but i think it's just a byproduct of that you know that one in four ratio that we see with the young guys that takes me back to my original question everybody's worried about what we got to do get the young people engaged 
they need to do something to keep us old people engaged. And yeah, but it's not too late for the young guys. They're still new and fresh, and we can like snag them. And if we get them to come when they're young, they'll keep coming when they're old. Like the old guys that come have always been coming to lodge. Well, here's the other thing. Young guys. Here's the other thing. The old guy that comes to lodge all the time and shows up for different stuff, we tend to take him for granted. Or the guy. Or that's, any that's guy. true. That's true for sure. Any guy that comes to lodge on a regular basis, our, our chief cook and bottle washer, you know, uh, our secretary, our secretary. Well, uh, but seriously, the guys that come to lodge, we tend to take them for granted, and we're always worried about the guys that don't come to lodge. I think maybe we ought to try to make sure that we're taking care of the guys that do come to lodge too. So. so I like to think that that we we do that almost to a fault. Um, I've I think I think we do. Other occasions that part of the reason we struggled to hold on to those other three out of four new guys is that they they have trouble you know getting into the club, if you will, because they they just see all mm. of these guys that are so tight with each other and doing their own thing, and they just don't want to butt in on that, so they they just don't. I don't know what to do about that. That's well, that that goes back to the kind of clicks within a lodge type thing, which is always has been a thing and always will be a thing. But to your point, Tony, uh, Saturday, like when I was eating dinner, I sat down at the old guy's table. Uh, Harlan just happened to be at that table, and he also immediately got up and left as soon as I sat down. Um, and I also only sat at that table to ask him a question. But I still sat there and ate the rest of my dinner with the old guys, and uh, you know it was it was it was nice. It was a refreshing. Well, Change Bruce, of pace, uh, yes, sir. It is. You hadn't Bruce, heard those stories in a while, Bruce. You have to keep right. in mind. You have to keep in mind that if I'm not there, you become the old guy. So whatever table you're oh, on, no. if I'm not there, you are the old guy. Hold on, I'm doing math in my head right now. Was I in the top half? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> so, we're in the so bottom you, of the top half. So you weren't at the old guy table. You were at your table, which by default was Look, the we're talking table. median age, okay? We, we don't do mode or any of those other weird math things. No, because I think if you're going to go with the median, you, you don't want to – yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. I'm well below median. What do you mean? <laughs> not, not, not last meeting you weren't. <clears throat> Wasn't I? I yeah. was – I was at the top of the bottom half, and you were the bottom of the top half as far as age. <laughs> no, Marshall's <laughs> older than me. Yeah, yeah I guess I he was, is. Yeah. I, was I always forget that. He's uh, he's aged remarkably well. Yeah, so, yeah I he never is. realized how old he is. So Bruce also, also he acts like a, like a teenager most so, of the time. But we all so, do. Uh, so Bruce and Marshall had the roles of the two old guys on the Muppets, right? That was their role. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. And then I'm right. over here like, wait a minute. I raised both of you. What do you mean <laughs> back in your day? Oh. Uh, well, well uh, I don't and, know if you if, if we had Lodge, I would have got to be the senior past master and got to make a speech. Oh, wow. I was uh, deprived did, of that. Did you all see our newest addition to the fairs? The escape house that I've been purposely ignoring? Yeah. I answered him back. We're going to have an escape house, probably. Maybe. Yeah, uh, our, escape our carnival house. guy is not going to like that. That's why I've been ignoring them. Really? Why wouldn't the yeah. carnival guy like it? It's not a ride. Because it, it, it's the same thing as a fun house. 
I don't know if they have cameras inside there or not, probably, but you know how many tickets we can sell to teenagers? That's 30 minutes inside this room where you're trapped and you can't yeah. get out. We'll make, a, we'll make a fortune off the teenage group this time. We will. And then and then the Planned Parenthood exhibit, we can set up like right outside. <laughs> and charge them extra so we catch them coming and going. So Here we have a thing called the day after pill. You pay, yeah. you pay money to be locked. You, you pay money to get stuck in a situation where you can't get out. Exactly. This, this, why are you going to have a ride fashioned after my first marriage? That's all I'm going to well, ask. It, what yeah. I'm thinking is it almost sounds like Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotta, sort of, except in this case, it's like teenage lovebirds who pay $30 to get locked in this tent where nobody can see them for half an hour. It's a good call, Tony. I didn't think about it. Oh, man. We couldn't escape. Oh, so we'll be making money hand over fist then. Yes. Yes, we will. Brilliant. uh, At this this particular fair that he's talking about, it's not like the other one. There's no woods for them to go hide in and do their thing. Or a graveyard. Yeah. This one's like, it's it's all in the middle of a very densely packed residential neighborhood. There's no... Dude, I had no... There's a giant open field. That first year, y'all came up to me and y'all talked about that path that led down to the river. Lover's Lane. I, I did not realize. I, now that you, after you told me about it, I realized that there was a ton of young couples and Tony, please, and, you you were taking your wife down Lover's Lane like eighty years ago. That's no, y'all, eighty years ago. She wasn't born yet. Um, you, like here's, some, here's, here's something that old. <laughs> here's something that old masons will know about. And I guarantee not a one of you all know about. Is you take your wife or your girlfriend or whoever, you take her down to the river and tell her that you're gonna watch, you're gonna show her the submarine races, and you go to the river to watch submarine races. Have you ever heard of that? No, no. See, I, I knew it. Think about it. You're gonna take them to the river to watch submarine races. There's nothing there, so. Anyway, it's I don't like I don't think I girls these days are that stupid, yeah. Tony. I was like, Tony, girls in our generation, <laughs> like, like I can't think of a single there. girl who would go with a guy down to a river who would fall for that. Yeah, <laughs> I could think of a few, but yeah, well, I, I, I could think of one or two, but they would probably also pepper spray you in the same time that you're down there. Mm. I mean, the, the ones that would fall for that would much easier fall for you know. You want to go back to my place and play doctor? Uh, right. I need to study for my clinical exams. Fortunately, <sighs> <sighs> I'm married now, so none of that's a problem. So, so Tony, we never really touched on it. What What, what is your suggestion for keeping the old guard? Keep them engaged. Keep the uh, and as far as engaged, I mean, give them something to do. Give them well, they they distance themselves on purpose. They don't volunteer for anything. They don't want to take any chairs. They don't want to do any degree work. Like what? what, what I, about, I, I, I don't, don't want to make them sit around and talk about their aches. You have to give right. them something to do that That's requires no. This is the truth. You have to give them You're something to wrong. do that actually requires no effort on their part. In other words, your job is to count how many people come to lodge or so, something so, along those lines. Oh, so, 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 so bullshit. Them. Okay, that's that's, that's, that's the kind of thing you're really good at, Tony. And then they come so to lodge. You, and they you, say, you throw them red you know, herrings. That's what you do. Exactly. 
do we have any committees to report? Yes, the head counting committee has a to report twelve heads or fifteen or thirty or you give it, but those type of jobs. Your Tony, job you is to make sure that job. That's called being a past master. You sit on the sidelines and complain about how things used to be. But you have to make people feel like if you have important. the chance to sit on the sidelines. You have to make them feel like they're important and like they matter, but it has to be something that requires no effort. I'm totally seeing a similarity between what Tony just described in our lodge and all the jobs he's given nipples at the last few fairs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going huh. to point out was the... Um... I, I, did give, I did give nipples a, a, a clipboard at the last fair. <laughs> you tell him to that. count the heads? He part of the of that clipboard like it was no tomorrow. Part of the realization that comes with being in masonry for a long time is you don't need to be made to feel important because you realize that you're not, and you figured that out by being here for a while. Um, maybe once you're old enough and you come to that realization, like you don't need to be in lodge anymore, and then you just leave. Maybe that's no. why they never come back, Tony. You keep coming to Lodge, and you sit on the sidelines and yell at the whippersnappers about how they're screwing it all up. Not to make yourself feel important, but just because it's something to do. But even that would get old after 10, 20 years, right? I don't know. It ain't got old for me yet, although it's only been like four or five. But <laughs> do, You know what do, we need to do? Honestly, we need to have a frank discussion with the uh, older gentleman who was there Saturday who has been a Mason for... 50-something years. You know who I'm talking about, Harlan? Cause there were a couple of those. Was he the veteran? Uh, were there really? Well, the reason I'm yeah, asking is so, because you, you – And, and, and Tony, I don't know. You got our he's, Korean he's, war hero that's always there in the Shriner jacket. Yeah. We've got one guy, that guy that's been in the lodge for like 72 years or whatever, but he, or forever. But in every year, they always ask for the oldest Mason to come up and the longest serving Mason. And then they ask for the veteran to come up. And one year they had a gift for him on everything. Like one year, the Eastern star made up all these veteran blankets and they kept taking this old man. He's 84 year old man. He was sitting Making about five rows up. Down the Har Harlan, do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> They, they they would come up and this old man would work his way down the aisle from the steps, get down there. They'd throw a blanket on. He'd have to carry this big blanket, and then he'd go back to his seat. And then and then they'd say, "And also now, who is this?" And he would come right back. The man almost. <laughs> they were trying to get the senior veteran and the senior past master and the senior mason and the senior past district deputy and basically and, and he was senior everything. everything. Yes. Right, he was. It was the same guy. And it came to the point where we're like, "Dude, don't make that man climb up steps again." <laughs> Detach the stone of shame and attach the stone of victory. <laughs> the point I was making, Harlan, is like we're not even that guy's primary lodge, and he's there more meetings than the vast majority of our yeah. members. He loves it. I know who you're talking about now. Well, actually, there's two of those, and they're both 50 year members, and they're both there every time. Captain America was one of those guys, too. Yes. Um, but, you know, those guys, part of it is they're there for us because they like our shenanigans and they like us and they like what our lodge is doing. But the other part of it is that's where they know they're going to find each other because they're all members yeah. of different lodges and they come to our lodge as, like, that's like the, the place where they circle the wagons. And well, that's not helpful in Tony's dilemma, though. We need... We need to know what to do for the members of our lodge. That's just it. Is to get is them to they, keep coming. They 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 want to be there. 
we, we don't have to give those guys anything to do. In fact, if we did, they'd probably disappear. They don't want to be saddled with chores. They just want to come to Lodge. So we just cross our fingers and hope? They, they, they participate in our degrees when we need them. And you know they'll do small things, but they don't. They don't want jobs. They don't want. Tasks. What about what about if we manufacture a crisis? Because it seems like when you have a crisis, all the brothers rally around each other, come together. So yeah, and so if you had like <laughs> really, every, if every quarter so, you need to have a have a crisis, give it about eight months, and we'll have one for about twelve months. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're not wrong. That's the best year in Lodge has ever had. <sighs> yeah. Hey, you want to know something else I found that doesn't get old? Uh, I have a lot of answers, but I can't say any of them on this podcast. I had, a tr- <laughs> I had to go to a trade show in Atlanta. It's our biggest trade show of the year, blah, blah, blah. Had a, had a bunch of, uh, not all of them, but I had a bunch of my sales reps there working this trade show booth. And, I was, and we were together for dinner, and I was telling each one that, about their different personalities. And there was one particular one, I call him RB, and I said, you're, man, you don't talk a whole lot. He says, well, it's because we agree on everything. And so he decided for the rest of the weekend, he was going to become Mr. Yes Man. And I thought that would get old. I've never had a yes man. Dude, it is cool. Everybody, I think every master should have a yes man. Uh, ours does. <laughs> he, he needs one guy that sits off to the side and agrees with everything the master does. Uh, oh, to be fair, that's usually Harlan. Whoa. <laughs> How goes the sun in the north, brother not, Cody? Not because not be, no, 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 not because the master's doing it right, but because Harlan will then immediately follow it up with, "Well, the master said it, so that's what we're doing." Well, I mean that's. Because Harlan Harlan respects the chair more than anybody else, I think, is is what it is. That's bullcrap. Harlan will tell the master what to say, and then he agrees with him when the master does what he told him to do. And so that's usually how that happens. Well, I mean, these things aren't mutually exclusive, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I was floundering, and I would look to Harlan, and he'd just kind of shrug, and he'd be like, whatever you do is is the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. Well, not in every case. There are times, usually in private. Oh, yeah. No, he'd always come to me afterwards and be like, well, you, you messed that up. I'd be like, oh, that's why I asked you. <laughs> Good looking out. So, uh, no, Harlan is, a, is, is the best secretary our, our lodge could, could ask for. Yeah, our our best secretary that we had retired to go to the past master in his in his wake now, and I I I'm trying to beat that man into shape, and it just doesn't work. So, and I, and, I and God help you, John. You can't secretary. be master and secretary every year, so you you, you got to stick with what you know. I'd rather I'd rather suck start a fire hose. <laughs> uh. Has there ever been a good secretary? followed by a good secretary. Typically, the new secretary comes in. And our old, lodge. What? Well, typically, oh. not, typically, typically, the new secretary comes in and always has to fix what the other secretary did. Because yes. that that's it. I, I'm no exception. When Marlon, else takes sh- this over, sit back, you, shut your mouth. You'll be a mess. <laughs> well, well, seriously, because the secretary, a long-serving secretary, gets a certain way of doing things. 
the new secretary comes in and changes a lot of stuff and almost makes it look like the previous secretary wasn't doing their job. Does that make sense? Uh, it, uh, so, so hold on, Harlan, before you, before you respond, a, a truly good brotherly secretary will do such a good job that it makes it look like the previous secretary did a better job than they actually did. That's true. Yes. That's a good point. And that happens. No, or it's just we, we all ask this up and wait on the next guy to clean it up. Well, you, know. you know you're coming out of the chair in a couple of years. You kind of just are like, eh, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of where I'm at. Uh, that's fair. Like, I should send those dues notices out. I'll, I'll get it tomorrow. And then six months later. We'll get those out today. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tony, Tony, you're 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 killing me, dude. I'm sorry. We need to tape off your microphone or something. Put mittens on your hands. You're doing it right now. Oh, Stop. No, well, normally, normally it don't matter because Harlan normally mutes me as soon as I come on the show. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm sitting here engaging in conversation with everybody, and then I go back and listen to the podcast and find out I wasn't. I was never on the show. <laughs> 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 what the? Uh, Harlan has an anime character. An anime? Is what? that not anime? Was... What is that? It was Mickey Mouse. Look... Didn't? Couldn't you tell by my Mickey that... Mouse laugh? No, yes, but it was. But it... The eyes logo. look rather anime-ish, though. It was. It was design an anime... a corporate logo. That has one big circle and two smaller circles in the same frame without getting sued by this guy. Like, like Harlan, you're, you you probably already got it. Yeah, hold it up, hold it up. That looks like a Mickey no, we, ma- an we have to Mickey cut this out of the show so that I don't get sued by Disney. <laughs> um, let's 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 call him Mortimer Rat. Okay, that way. <laughs> It's no joke, man. Like if you if you were to to take the uh, take oh, one of our own symbols, like the point in a circle, and you take the two parallel lines, if you just bended them a little bit, you probably get sued by Disney. Yeah, they they don't play around. Um, yeah, they're they're Nazis about their trademark there, but that's uh, they're bad. <laughs> Matter of fact, Harlan, can you edit every time we said their name because then they'll listen to this. That could be a sponsor. Who knows? We could be sponsored by Disney. They don't. That doesn't happen. Yeah, I feel like when they find out that we've had Jews on the show and a few minorities, that's not going to be a thing. <laughs> What's oh, come wrong on. With... Walt was one of us. As you say, does, does Walt have a problem with Jews or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, sort of, a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How much do you know about the Walt? Four words about it. Song of the South. <laughs> about as about as much as I know about Henry Ford. Yes. So. Also a a Mason and also kind of a raging douche canoe. Hell of a guy. Um, oh, let's, yeah. let's say, did, didn't Henry Ford make a big part of his fortune off selling stuff to a certain country before we were actually at <laughs> Yeah, well, Masons are allowed to have their political opinions as Nazis. They may be their only opinions. Hmm. Well, how you been doing, John? I'm sorry, I, and I apologize. I, 
You can mute me anytime you want, Harlan. I, okay. I, I jumped on. <laughs> no, he's no, he's Tony. Tony. Tony's on a roll. Keep him going. Uh, dude, I had my CEO. I had the CEO of our largest manufacturer in the room, and the two guys don't like each other. You no. talk about it. It, it, it was almost like uh, the way it's going to be next year when we have a new master. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. You mean we'll when we it. have a new master who's who's not the senior warden this year? No, no, we're we're not the uh, uh, mm. mm-hmm. not here. Uh, <laughs> not here, not here, not here. Mm-hmm. But, but, but this uh, is but this after lodge, isn't this just a couple guys standing there, a bunch of guys the way we would talk after lodge? Yes. Overall, it's, it's yes, it is. Quit being Disney on us, Harlan. It's the way we talk after Lodge <laughs> in the way that like sugar-free ice cream is to ice cream. It's what? A, a very sugar-free ice cream is a thing. I mean, not, just... that, not that I would ever eat, but if you really want, if Philistine invention is that we clean this up a lot. If you truly want to see after Lodge, come by after Lodge sometime. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this world's different. So when we first started the show, we tried to do a much more accurate portrayal of the After Lodge experience, and yeah. we very quickly got into a lot of hot water with the uh, with the FCC, um, and, the Freemasons Communication Commission. They, and that's where the missing episodes come from. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there are some things we we just don't do on the show. Um, but a big part of our after lodge is us all standing around looking at each other going, oh, hell, oh, hell, oh, hell. <laughs> what do we just do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a uh, thing that the, happens frequently. And the second famous words are always like, I wasn't here. I was not here. I was not part of that. <clears throat> so I, I got I got nothing. Um Oh, I did get roped into uh, representing the estate of a four-year dead past master of our lodge now, so that's uh, that's going oh, well. You did, you did get roped doped into that. Well, sort of. I'll I'll be compensated eventually. There's a house that has to be sold. Um, yeah, somehow it went for four years without getting done, and then the probate court is very, very cranky about it. Um, but part of the advantage of the fraternal friendships we make is that, uh, you know, if that was anybody else, I don't know what would happen, but because it was this guy and somebody knew him, they, they didn't want it to just be dealt with by anybody. So I got a call. Even though this is the same guy who Mason shamed me as we talked about on the last episode about trying to get out of jury duty. So... (laughs) Um, it's not like I could say no. Well, why would you just not be getting a call four years later? Well, because so estates are slow, but they're not that slow. So nobody knew that this, the ball had been dropped on this until recently. Um, and I can tell you more off the air and you'll fully understand the people, et cetera, involved. But, um, I just say say that this is. This is more of that semi-bro bono stuff that I swore off doing, but then had to be this guy. I'm just thinking if there was money to be had, 
most people aren't going to want to wait around four years to try. You know, I was puzzled by that too. Um, but it is what it is. I'd be like, Uncle Ben died. I want my money. Yeah, that's what, usually uh, what happens when I deal with estates is I'm fielding calls from the heirs wanting to know when they're going to get their check. And you're like, oh, it's you're been the, two weeks. the law is six months. You're that Call guy in, in like five months. What is that? What is that commercial? It's your money and I want it now or whatever. That's what it should be. It's your money and you want it now. Well, I tell them to call me like in, you know, five months and then they call me. I'm assuming that is a, nat- a national. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One of those annuity advancement places. Which is slightly less scummy than payday advances, but not by much. Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a check now. That would be like twenty percent of what your payout would be, and we'll take the checks for the rest of the annuity time. Yeah. Well, Tony, it's their money, and they want it now. It's their money, and they want it now. We're not far off, buddy. That's uh, I mean, how many people take the cash payout with the lottery? Lottery. Well. Never mind. That's, that's a bad example. That's, I, I yeah, take I was gonna say that's out. the that's the same amount, and you can even get better in the long run if you know what you're doing. Yeah, well, I would do it because I'd have little faith that the lottery wouldn't find some way to you know go bankrupt or something and not pay me in two years. What I'm thinking is the guy that goes to H and R Block gets a tax return for two thousand and pays six hundred so they can get the 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 quick loan or whatever. The, the payday yeah. loan rates to get the check now instead of waiting two weeks when it's deposited. That sort of scumminess. Actually, that was one of the things that came up Saturday. I don't remember how. I was at the old guy table and somehow I got on my moral crusade about payday advances and how we shouldn't need more regulations. There, there's there's got to already be something criminal about that. And I just, I just don't know what it is. But it, it's just... It's just so wrong and nasty. And well, how did you? Is it in the Old Testament that you're not supposed to charge interest? No, that's the Quran. Yeah, it's Quran. Oh, I thought um, it was in the Old uh, Testament. Well, usury is something that usury avoid, is, which but it, yes, usury, that would be those payday advance places. Okay. Um, right. That's just because you're, you're taking advantage of people. You're not. I thought, use, I thought usury and interest were the same thing when they talked no. about it. No? Yeah. Usury it? is like excessive interest to the point where you're... So lending money to somebody can be a service. Like if you need to start a business and you need a million dollars and I give you a million dollars, I'm I'm performing a service for you that I should be compensated for fairly, which is interest. But then if I charge you, you know, 600% interest per year, like a payday loan place, well, that's, that's not being compensated for a service. That's just screwing somebody because you can. So what, what determines the difference? Well, it's a subjective thing, like all moral things. But there, there, So there's like a gray area, but at some point you're way past the gray area. I think everybody can agree that 600%, which is like the going rate for payday loans, that that is way outside the gray area. Oh. Like we could have arguments about twenty and thirty percent, and and whatever circumstance, high risk loans, blah blah blah. But but at some point, you're just you're just outside the argument zone. Like you're just so far into the 
into the pits of hell that there's no excuse for what you're doing. So could a Mason own a payday loan place? Would that be an anti-Masonic activity? If I knew about it, it would. Hmm. Um, but he's just performing a service. No. No, you're you're taking advantage of broke people. That That is not the same thing. What if, what if he verifies that none of them are brothers before he... No. no. What if you just run a legitimate, you know... Those don't exist before you even finish that question. <laughs> well, I was like saying, like, if it's a Mason... I was going to say law firm. No, no wait, you're we, right. We've had legitimate short-term loans for a long time. They're, they're at pawn shops where it's excessively high interest, but it's not so excessive that I feel like you should be in jail. It's, it's excessive to the point of this is a super high-risk loan that I'm probably never going to get paid back for, so let's like break even here. Uh, and give me something to pawn in the process. Like we, we've had that for a long time. And there's lots of masons that own pawn shops, and I I don't know. I'm not gonna pass a moral judgment on that because that doesn't seem as just patently terrible to me as those places that are on like every well sometimes on literally every one of the four street corners. If you go to the right part of town, usually next to the liquor store and the the blood donor plasma place and the bus and, depot. Yes. Actually, I, I know of a, a street corner that has a payday advance pawn shop and liquor store on each, on three of the four corners, all That's owned by the same convenient, guy. Convenient, John. Yeah. Well, uh, so my, all, my apartment that I the apartment I lived in when I first moved back here um, from my time elsewhere is uh, it was in a place where I could stand on the balcony of my apartment. And I could see five cash advance places. <laughs> and after the show, I'll tell you guys where that is, and you'll, you'll know exactly. I know, I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. So, oh, and a Harbor Freight. That was like the. <laughs> the funny part is, two of those are still there. At least two. So, but I, uh, I got into a really tight spot. I guess I was nineteen, twenty, something like that. And uh, I thought, well, you know, this place is right next door. I'm going to walk over there and see if I can figure something out to get me through till, you know, Friday so they don't turn off my power. And uh, I went over there, and this was, I had no idea. Like, never in my life had anybody taught me about how awful these places are. And so I was looking over the paperwork, and that was when I saw that at the time, I think it was 575% APR. Right. Long story short, I didn't. I didn't get the loan. Um, I begged and pleaded with the power company and got an extension to Friday. And just, you didn't get the loan. You didn't qualify for it. No, or? no, no. I qualified. I just read the paper and was like, "Oh, oh my god!" <laughs> and then like the lady was all confused, like, "Why? Why are you so shocked?" And what, what are you like, doing here? Don't you know where you are? <laughs> yeah. It was. It, that was the moment in my life where I was introduced to these like scum of the earth people. And what they so do. What was that? Uh, but that's what, what that, you should uh, be doing is is helping people to get out of the spot that they're in, not just gratuitously giving them more heroin, or in this case, money. But to be fair, if, if if they're doing that for heroin, like you're not helping them, whether they're yeah. pawning stuff or not. That was a bad metaphor. I was <laughs> calling the money heroin. Like you just keep slipping deeper. Like you're never gonna. You're never if you're. If you're at a spot where you don't have a hundred bucks, 
you're never going to get out of that. I mean, yeah. unless you got like a settlement coming or something, which I, I guess most of these well, are. You, that's not true. You went worth and you get your money now. Twenty <laughs> yeah, percent of it, which is less skeezy than the payday loan place, because at least you've got some promise of being able to satisfy the loan you just took on. Um, it, it, it's a button of mine, and people were pushing it Saturday, uh, and and I responded in kind. Uh, I have very few, you know, I, I'm a big libertarian. I'm all about live and let live and free markets and blah, blah, blah. I have very few things that I, I take like this moral, you know, higher road, better than thou stance on. And, and that's one of them. Uh, I just, it it drives me insane. And that we don't have anything to do about it. But I don't think the government needs to. Like, there's, there's got to be some way for people to just say this is not acceptable, and we're not going to let you do this. There is. They just don't um, go there. Yeah. Isn't that, that? And I'm not as familiar with this, but isn't that kind of like the reverse mortgages too that we're peddling older people, where you got money Maybe, tied but, up in your house? And but there's a case a, to be made. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's sometimes that's a legitimate thing. So, but, but if the old person sells their house. Uh, not really sells it, but does the reverse mortgage, and they're going to get a monthly fee. What happens if that old person kicks off in six months? They made a horrible deal. Now, if that old person, because they get to continue living in their house, if that old person lives for another 40 or 50 years, well, then they made a good deal. So is that is that just a roll of the dice? Well, I mean, well, well no, it's, because it's, it's capped like a mortgage, isn't it? Where it's, you know, yeah. you, you write out for so many years, and if you end up having a long life, well, eventually you have to get the hell out of your own house. Okay, I didn't know if it was set up like an annuity or something. But but there's a case to be made depending on that. Depending on your circumstances, that might be like a good thing for you to do. I I don't know how rare that is. I don't really deal with that a lot. There are zero cases where taking out a six hundred percent loan is a good decision for you. Zero. I don't think loan sharks charge that much. They don't. Uh, there are no circumstances under which that that would be a wise decision for anybody ever for anything. Uh, unless uh, you, you, you a, say that, Tony, but wasn't that that, that was Western Sky or something like that? Weren't they? Pushing, that was the guy that started the conversation. That was how that got started. That's like the they were they were a ridiculously high interest rate. Yeah, wasn't that the Native American reservation? Yeah, that was, that, like, that was, they always had the guy on there, the Indian guy, like doing the commercial. If you need money. Yeah, I think that was part of the. I think the Navajo Nation understands that. things. Don't happen. hold me to that, but I, it's great. And then you I'm get pretty sure it was collection. either the Navajo or it was somebody out of Arizona. You get your collections <laughs> letter, and it's that same guy with a scalp in his hand. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what about lodges that are older lodges, and they've gotten endowments over the years, and they've got a half million or a couple million in the bank? It might be a good idea for them to go into the payday loan business. That would be a way. For that lodge to have a, an yeah. ongoing endowment. No. no. <laughs> God. It's um, not even it, funny as a joke. Connie, so Connie. Can, can you imagine the old Mason showing up at your door to break your legs if you didn't? Make- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but my problem is with the, the ridiculous usury, not with the payday loan industry itself. Like it, It's possible to make those high-risk loans at silly interest rates without just being so over the top. So let me ask you a question. Like, why doesn't that place exist? Like you say, pawn shops are, are the middle ground, which is fine. But why doesn't just a payday loan place with halfway reasonable rates exist? Like you uh, would think so everybody would go there. 
That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I, I could speculate that part of it is that because they have to charge five hundred percent because so many people aren't going to be able to pay it back ever. Well, potentially, I tend to think it has more to do with you know you're the only guy in town that's not charging that, and everybody's just used to paying it, and you know you don't go into that business to help people. Um. There and I think there's examples of places that have. I just don't know of any off the top of my head, but I've heard of them. Um, and I think the other reason, uh, and this is the libertarian coming out of me, would be that uh, government regulation around that industry makes it makes it necessary from a business standpoint to charge at least half of what's being charged because you you can't. You can't collect your debt in the ways that you know you could if I just issued you a personal loan. Um, so, part of the reason that the unrecoverable rate's so high is because you you can't recover it. So you you're in an industry where you can loan people money and they they can just walk away and never see you again, and there's nothing you can do about it. Tony, how funny would it be if like a good guy started a payday loan place with reasonable rates and then? All the guys from all these other payday loan places showed up at his door with the baseball bat. Because they're cutting into his business. That's option number three. That that's that maybe that's it. Maybe like some Italian guys show up and pick your daughter up from school and bring her home for you. Right, right. You know, like, hey, yeah, uh, we picked your kid up. Just wanted to say hey. Um, <laughs> we have some concerns about your business. Yeah, it could be some of that too. I, I I don't know much about that industry, so part of this is just me going on a moral superiority rant. But it just it feels so wrong. That, yeah, hey. no, that's that's one of those things. It's okay to feel morally superior about. It's a very small list of things. That's one of them. Hey, where's uh, Nick at? Who knows? Nick is hanging out with his new friends from the Guthrie Scottish Rite. Uh, flying this freaking drone over something. Yes. His uh, other drone. More old people with another drone. Um, who knows what he's doing? Maybe he went to another Bieber concert. <laughs> and he was all excited Monday about, I want to come on the show and talk about all these things that happened. And how was it Guthrie? And it was awesome. And here's 8,000 pictures that I sent to Hangouts. And no, he's just not here. <laughs> here's the problem. Nick has a drone. But with the guys that he went to hang out with, they all told him they had a drone. It actually turned out to be like miniature hot air balloons with a little fan on the back. And because <laughs> it was, these were, were our steam drones powered. in 1800. Yeah, steam-powered drones. All right. So there was something else, and now I can't for the life of me remember what it was. We're going to oh, talk about uh, the thing that came up. We talk about, about the ongoing marks. Slack discussion about how our lodge is haunted. Um, oh, yeah. I would, I would rather talk more about what a baby Joe was Saturday. Well, I'm trying not to do that because that's... Why? It's endless entertainment. Well, you were jackass and he made our lodge look bad you and like you other people need to know about it. You didn't have to if, feel... If you're a mason and you're representing your lodge, don't be an asshole. Coming off of your face. Like Isn't my... that the first, like, ancient landmark? <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Don't yeah. embarrass your brothers. Thou shan't be a douche. 
It's well, but that's the problem is we talked to him about it that night, and it was like it was like running into a brick wall because he. How do you, how do you whisper good counsel to a guy who can't Won't receive it? Like he he doesn't understand what was wrong with any of that, and and no matter how many ways we sliced it, he just he just didn't get it. So he got that we were upset. We made that very clear, but the yeah. why we just couldn't communicate. You know what's funny is even that part he didn't get until it was explained to him later. Like none of the things the grandmaster or anybody else there did clued him in. Yeah, it, it's. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> but it's 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 over now, and I'm, I'm trying to put it behind me. Um, I know what we can talk about. What about the picture of Harlan going viral riding the bike for the yeah, we, we Masters bike? Oh, yeah, we okay. uh, briefly how- talked about that earlier, Tony, but if you would like to talk about it more, feel free. I'm, I'm okay with this. Harlan had a picture riding a bike in the lodge room, running around a video going around and around the altar. And uh, somebody put it on Facebook and it just about went viral. So. It is an anyway. viral because Josh had already spoiled it without any attachment to the bicycle program. So everybody had already seen the Harlan on a pink bike video. That well, and, people that are already friends with him. Yeah, which is like as we discussed Everyone. the entire internet. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyone he's ever met. Monetize his social media. Like I've I've never, the, his stats, and I'm like, oh my god, marketers murder babies to get this level of <laughs> I'm going to have to unfollow Josh not because I don't like Josh I like him but if he posts one thing somewhere he has to post that same thing in 50 different locations and so your notification screen is post 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 look I'm like dude just we need we need one masonic facebook page for Tony, the whole world you ever got notifications going off when Josh posts something you're messing up well, well, I think I've got like, him followed like on my Facebook. Step one. I'm going to fix that right now. Let's, let's <laughs> investigate that. I, I think he's actually sent me a friend request. I'm sure he has. You can friend him, but make sure you click on that little unfollow button. I was going to say, John, you're yep. probably friends with him right now. This it wouldn't our, surprise um, me any. This is our Lodge's way of fighting back against the Cambridge Analytica folks. They were scanning okay. our friends list, and they got exactly what they deserved. See now I'm checking my list just yeah. to make sure. How how did the um what was I gonna say? Uh never mind, move on. All right. <laughs> Two words, sounds like. I remember as soon as y'all get in a conversation, I remember it. So Yeah, that's usually how this works. Yep. But... So we are, however, out of the things. So yeah. Okay. Let's, unless any of you fellows have another topic to bring before this podcast. I don't Okay, so there's seeing how there's past masters here. What do you do if you summons members to your lodge and they just refuse to communicate or, and or show up? If it's an official summons, is that like well, file charges? I mean, well, yeah. it yeah. depends on the situation, but you're the master, so yeah. That 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 trial that Harlan always complains about that was what that was actually what got that trial started. Well, the the first one, 
was that the guy was summoned. He was summoned to the lodge over all of the bullshittery, but he was uh, charges were pressed because he basically refused the summons. Yeah, yeah. see, that like, was what made the trial life. so funny. Is he did not he did not comprehend that he was trying to defend his actions that led to the summons and not the refusal of the summons. <laughs> so. Which is hilarious. Dear sir, you missed the point. Well, it would have helped if he had adequate counsel instead of, you know, just getting his dad to do it. Oh, well, his dad is the one that uh, led to the, the comment I made. He, he, yeah. but he, um, my, our last lodge meeting and our social club meeting actually got even worse. It was, uh, it was bad all because he went, he found everything he could to argue about well, everything that came up. He found something to argue about with. And his it problem was, was he was wrong on most of those things. Oh, he was wrong on all of them. The, well, and, and, and like the one case he was right, he was wrong about the way he presented it. It's like, the moral of yeah. the story, uh, when you find yourself in such a situation, Masonically, civilly, criminally, whatever, um, you you should seek the counsel of a detached, objective advisor so that you don't fall into the same pitfalls. Yeah. Everybody's got lawyer jokes until uh, you know until they need one. That's when until you need, need one. one. The two most important phrases in in the Which English is... language. I do not recall, and I require an attorney. Yes. Which is why I've never made a lawyer joke in my life. Oh, so. Okay. So if you're ever brought up on Masonic charges, you should immediately say, I want to talk to my attorney. Does my the defendant, Masonic. my attorney. Masonic attorney. You have to narrow your eyes when you say that part, too. So, so is, there a, is there a Miranda <laughs> Bill of Rights for Masons? No, Masonic things don't work that way. You're not being detained. You're, you, you get a summons and you get paperwork and you, you know up front what's going on. You, you, nobody's Am I being detained? Yeah, nobody's pressuring me. So right, you, you would just change it to, "Am I being summoned? Am I being summoned? Am I being summoned? I want my dirty." That's what this letter. Is. Oh gosh, you have the right to remain no, silent. No, that's a Wait that's on. a tough spot, John. And to be honest, I, I, that's I, not my plot. That's somebody else's apron. Situation. It's a very situational. I hate saying file charges, but dude, if you're the master and you're doing this, like, especially if it's happened more than once, you got to do something. I mean, is physical kidnapping an option? Because that's probably what we do. So the lead up, and I was probably, I probably should have not used a summons, but at the same time, I don't care because it's, you, you've heard me talk about my logic a few times. This is a hypothetical situation. Right. Well, you've told me you've heard me talk about my lodge a few times, where it's like, "Hey, I find this great event, and I'm the only person who's there," or whatever. Right. So we've been trying to sell our building. It looks like we're selling our building here this month. And originally, the plan was to go in with two other of our neighboring lodges. They were going to both hang shingles outside of their lodges, sell theirs. We're going to consolidate into a new building with what with what we made from the sales of our respective buildings because we all own our buildings outright uh one lodge said no we're not going to do that instead we're going to ask our our old members for donations and money and they somehow got it 
So they got a one-time cash infusion, and now they think they're fine. So, okay, we're just going to let them, you know, watch that ship burn off in the sunset. And the and all three lodges that vote to go in into this consortium. Well, now that one had bailed out, all the past, not all, but a lot of the past masters in my lodge, the few that show up, are saying, well, that's not null and void because we were going to move into the building of lodge number two that we went into this whole hootenanny with. And now there's a discussion back and forth. So now I've asked people to come to the lodge so we can actually discuss this. Haven't had anybody show up. So I literally sent out a summons to every member of my lodge a month ago saying you will be here to talk about where we're moving our lodge to. Huh. Because that's what I've had to come to. That's what it's had to come to. Of, I've, I've I've never heard of that before, Harlan. Can you do a mass summons? I I mean, there's no reason you can't. I've just never heard of that being done before. <laughs> I t- I tend to overdo it. I mean, that works. It, I'm more as curious. You guys know about I don't the do so. piece because uh, this was another thing we were talking about Saturday. Is our lodge recently suffered some storm damage? Um, like. Uh-huh. We had more than a foot of heavy, wet snow that collapsed all sorts snapped of stuff. Your in the awning. Uh, but yeah, it snapped the awning off and then like a bunch of the sidings coming off. And uh, we just went through all of this effort last year, spending all the, the time and money and blood and sweat to beautify our campus uh, and bring it out of its, you know, rundown trailer park look that it had going on. And. Now this happened, and we're we're looking like it 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 basically restores the trailer park air we had, and we want to fix it, but we just you know we we blew our load on fixing all the other stuff already, and I was uh, I was contemplating already sending out a a mailing to the lodge, um, asking for monetary input to promote one of our fairs. Uh, I scrapped that idea, but then it came back up uh, with this thing, like sending out a letter like, hey, you know, our social club did all this stuff last year and we keep doing all this stuff to keep the lodge open and make it not look like hell. But this happened and um, we could use some help making it better uh, and see what the response from that would be besides, you know, make an insurance claim or work more breakfast. Don't raise dues. Um my my concern was that I would spend you know seventy dollars in postage to make twenty dollars in donations, um, and I've I've never heard of other lodges doing that, but then you just said this other lodge did that and they got some amount of capital. So does this work? Like, is this worth doing? I don't see that lodge making it past twenty twenty five. So. Take that for what it's worth. Right, but we don't need to train ourselves. We just so we bought a parking lot and did a whole bunch of other repairs that basically cost in excess of twenty grand last year. And we cut our margins a little thinner than we're comfortable having in our in our bank account. Uh, not counting on this happening. And I mean we could fix it, like give us you know another eight months to to build some capital again we could fix it but we don't want to wait that long because our lodge looks atrocious um 
So it's not like a, hey, we need this shot in the arm to to keep living. It's just we could live without it, but, boy, it would sure be nice if some of you guys would pony up and, you know, help us fix this uh, since we're here doing all this stuff so we don't have to raise dues. Maybe you could chip in some money. Uh, somehow taking a, a more polite take on that approach, I just don't see it working, and then you just haphazardly mentioned that this lodge sent out a request for money and got a bunch of money. Yeah, but that's their inoculation against a quick death. So it's going to be slightly slower death. Yeah. But I'm surprised it worked at all. Yeah, it somehow did. But, but I mean, they, they literally were asking their members to basically dip into their kids inheritances or you know their you know their life insurance i mean they were they were asking some pretty they're asking things of their members that i wouldn't dream of asking anybody i'm okay with this <laughs> yeah well you're an attorney of you uh, are. i sent i sent you, sign you boy made a dude get out of well never mind i sent sign boy to get an advance on his tax return to fix our sign so you know I'm not above this fair <laughs> tony your grandkids yes. don't need to go to college. I to fix this siding. I think he's done. Yep, he's he nodding his head, everyone. Good. Everyone listening to the show right now, Tony is nodding. You're, you're, you're a big Democrat. College will be free by the time they get there. Just, uh, as, as it should be. Just, just go ahead and empty that, uh, empty that, that savings account out for, for your brothers. Mm-hmm. Who needs to retire? Uh, nobody. You know that that's that's We're the other problem. That's my mantra. That is what another another issue in Lodge. A lot of our older brothers are on retirements. Most of our younger brothers don't have a retirement, so they no, may end up having social security. They may end up having to work later, and so you're not going to have that age group of brothers from about 65 to 75 or 80 that are active in Lodge because they're because they're going to be working as a greeter somewhere. Welcome to Walmart. Get your get out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, seriously, a few years down the road, that could be end up becoming an issue where you have these retired people that take care of the lodge that can't do that anymore because they're working. Well, we kind of have that issue now because they're taking care of their ailing wives or children or selves. Yep. Like our our what we call the old guard at our lodge, you know, the patrons. I mean, they're they're all saddled um, in their respective cases with six spouses or children or selves, so we just don't see them. Is that is that a ma- okay? It's not a MAGA hat. No. <laughs> but why isn't that, Tony? Because I can't afford them. They went like $40 on his website to, to get one of them. So <laughs> so I had to get the generic knockoff MAGA hat. <laughs> Make America great again. Built in Taiwan. Yeah, my, my hat says, Make America okay. It doesn't have to be great. <laughs> it could just be kind of. Make America a little bit better. <laughs> Make America meh. <laughs> build kind of a wall, not the whole wall. Just build, just build a four footer. 
more more of a hand. Build a, build a nice shrubbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up whatever yeah. wall we can import from China. Yeah. Build another, that hedge. Build that hedge. Yeah, build that hedge. Build that hedge. There you go, Tony. That's the voice of compromise. Uh, I got you know, a couple that's... of Drew buddies that'll think you're saying build that hedge, and they're going to get really excited. Oh, 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 oh. Can I go political? <laughs> can, can, can I go semi-political real quick? Uh, real a little quick. bit. A little bit. Okay, Fire so ball. we have... Our lodge holds a fundraiser for the local animal shelter to help get the yeah. dogs spayed and neutered, and we're going to write a pretty significant check to the local animal hospital. You cry it from my cold, dead fingers. Yes, we are. Yeah, I've got to get that check, too, at some point. We've yeah. had this fundraiser. At some point, they're going to say, where's the money? <laughs> they're going to want a check, so I need to get that check from you. <laughs> but it, but anyway... So- um, I Our dumped current- money into one of those cash advance places, and <laughs> <laughs> the first loan defaulted. So, <laughs> well, the, huh. my opponent shows up, and I go up to her and I tell her, "What? what I'm so glad you're here, or whatever." And she makes a challenge that whatever anybody donates, she'll match. So I donated a hundred dollars into the building fund, which was a separate thing from what we were doing. And so when I put my gave my hundred dollars to the lady that was sitting at the donation table. My opponent leans over to her after I had walked away, just barely out of earshot, says, make sure you count that money. You know how he is. <laughs> oh, man. It, 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 it ticked off a bunch of people that was all around her, which are my supporters. Uh, they got back to me real quick. So anyway, that just really I, ticked me off. I thought you said that money was for the building fund. That particular money was for the building fund. The money the lodge raises going to the going to the vet fee you mean like our building fund right no it's going to the animal shelter building fund we are the hell you say you know what (laughs) i I did see something where they were figuring out how to attract masons and one of the things was where do you go to find men of good character where do you find men of good character my question is is who gets to determine what is good morals and what is good character how do you know what are we? Do we have a? Well, it's all standard? relative. Exactly. Whoever else is there. Do so you do we have money to your fellow man at six hundred percent interest? I mean, but we've no. got Harlan in our lodge, so it's pretty easy. Like everybody is compared to Harlan. <laughs> certain lodges are, are a certain I'm way. A pillar of the community. Depends on what community. What you're community from. is that? Yeah, right. It depends on where you're. Anytime me and Tony had the exact same thought and response, you know that's a problem, Arlen. Yeah. Just move this. Wasn't along. there a couple? Wasn't there a biblical <laughs> town that had a lot of pillars? Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, we built those pillars. It's all perspective. We built those pillars on rock and roll. Mm. Hey, hey, your pe- your people couldn't even fired. hold out for the. Hold out for the few days that Moses went up on the mountain to get the commandments. Y'all were already partying and and all that. You couldn't even hold out for a few days. So I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Why? Why? That's it's like that now. I, so I party so, at least every seven to fourteen days. That, so, that's why the lost to, tribes ended up in Ireland. Who gets to determine what the good morals are, and who gets to determine what the landmarks are? I have my own. So, idea of what our landmarks are so i i was 
trying to segue there. I didn't realize that you were going there already. Well done. Oh. So, um, <laughs> yeah, one of the, the things that came out of our district meeting is our Grand Lodge's push for us to formally adopt written landmarks, um, which part of me says, well, it's about damn time. And the other part of me says, wait a minute. <coughs> Writing them down since they aren't written already outside of, you know, Anderson's constitution that we usually loosely use is basically implying that that doesn't need to be done, implying that the grand lodge can create and alter and dispense with these because now they're part of our governing documents, like the other things that get fought over at grand lodge. And that makes me a little uncomfortable. Um, because you're just one step away from, well, some of the things, like uh, one of the ones that's proposed is the the volume of sacred law, which is untitled. Nope. It's just called the volume of sacred law. No, nope. actually, it's 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 pluralized. It it does say volumes. Even if it says so, volume, there is a bit, there is a slight bonus there. Makes but me yeah, a little. I, I think. Yeah, that's the one that I have the most. Like, I would vote the whole thing down just because of well, that one. So alone. we already know that's a landmark that your lodge needs the volume of sacred law. Putting it in our governing documents, I I just feel is an invitation to start specifying which volumes, and then you end up like Florida. And now, haven't I heard you say before that we already to say that there's a, there's a couple that you can't use here, or. Do we no. not have any kind of restrictions you're, you're thinking like that? Of, you're thinking of, uh, of ritual books that we have banned. Um, okay. No, we don't have any, any official guidance on the, the volume of sacred law. I'm okay we with the volume. Watch to stir up all kinds of crap when we initiated a Buddhist. But uh, Well, I'm okay with the volume of sacred law. I don't think we ought to try to define what the volume of sacred law is. Right, but so, so we already have talking about, about Tony. Like, we would never recognize a jurisdiction that doesn't recognize that landmark already. There was no need for us to codify it in our Constitution, which is a rule document that's meant to amend and change with the will of the craft. And the whole definition of a landmark is something that doesn't change. Does not change. Um, So, I, I still have incredibly mixed feelings about this. The way it's been presented, it, you know, it's fine. I just have deep concerns about what the future holds after we do that. Because then everybody's going to be pushing their agenda at Grand Lodge to get landmarks amended instead of the Constitution to do whatever it is their agenda is. Like, we could have somebody pushing a landmark to say that we open on the entered apprentice degree and then fight over that instead of fighting over it as a rule or lack thereof where it belongs. Um... And it, it, I feel like it puts landmarks up for debate, and it's a place that they shouldn't be. Yeah, agreed. So, see, the, the fact that you guys don't have landmarks kind of blows my mind. Cause we do have them. Well, you don't have them written. I mean, they're not like it doesn't seem uh, like why do they need which to is be fine. No, no, it, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just obviously my jurisdiction came along much later than yours. I mean, just by sheer geography. Wait a minute, back up. So, it just blows my mind that y'all don't have landmarks. Not that that's a bad thing. So, but no, no, no. I don't mean it in a bad. I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like a bad thing. It, but I, I'm in a jurisdiction in which the landmarks were 
there's 22 of them. They were written down. They're not part of the Constitution, but they are. They have been established since our Grand Lodge has been right. established. But that would make them landmarks. Like, if they were written down at the beginning, yeah. that this is the organization we're creating. These are its landmarks. Yes. Okay, not, that, that, that seems not, We're an old organization. Let's make some landmarks now. Right. Uh, that, okay, that, that I get Because then they're truly landmarks. Like, they were there from the beginning, and they don't change. That those are landmarks. That that makes perfect sense. We didn't do that, mostly because we are older than. Well, depending on how you want to slice it, we're older than the country itself. So, um, are we? It, it depends on how you want to slice it. I, I can't get too much into that without yeah broadcasting my sound. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, narrow that down real we, quick. We, we broke off of a different Grand Lodge. Uh, so, <laughs> which yep. is older than the country. Um, I don't, you know, but that, that grand jurisdiction didn't have landmarks codified when it was founded. Like, that's just not something you did. You had, they, they were just universally understood. I think they used to be taught as part of the catechism, if I'm not mistaken, or if not the catechism, they were taught somehow catechetically, like every Mason just knew what the landmarks were. And then we lost that somewhere in translation. Um, but well, it, I mean, the seven that are listed kind of are covered in various places. Well, they are. Those those are core that's, landmarks. That's why it's... But that's why I'm asking. I, mean, I, I like the idea that we would formalize these, but also I'm concerned procedurally about if we adopt them now then we've set the precedent that we can say what landmarks are or aren't and change them. Whereas if we had adopted them at the founding of our Grand Lodge and said, these are the landmarks that will define this organization, that would be a different story. But we're doing it now, and we're doing it through the same mechanism that we make any other rules. Right. So, like, how are, how are we suddenly empowered when we weren't before? But I think we were and just nobody thought to do it because it's one of those things it, it's like putting term limits in the u.s constitution they're not there because nobody thought about it because it just seemed like a silly idea like it never crossed anyone's right. mind that's a because nobody back then would have thought who wants to be a professional politician yeah that like at the time that document was written it was just nobody thought about it like why why would why would that even cross your mind who's gonna do that you know who's going to not know what the landmarks are? Why? Why would you have thought to do that? By the time John's grand jurisdiction came around, people had started slipping. So writing down your yep. landmarks was prudent by then, but probably not when ours was starting. Um. So I, I don't know. I, I don't hate the idea enough to fight it. I just have some concerns that I don't think have been voiced. And. I'm skeptical of voicing them at Grand Lodge because I've got a whole bucket of other things I want to stir the pot on. Um, and I may get to be a delegate this year, so I'll actually get to do some stirring and tell me to shut up. <laughs> How do you get to be a delegate? That's kind of bull crap. Well, I'm a member of another lodge. That... you got to join a bunch of lodges, oh, Tony. I got, I got My other lodge has trouble getting people to acknowledge Grand Lodge exists, let alone show up to the convention. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I thought I, you were gonna be like a super delicate the way they do that. Well, I am. Because when I'm there and I hold up my little voting card, 
everybody else holds their card up the same way. I'm the reason that we got the electronic voting system so that people can't see which card I'm holding up. Mm. And that story is partially true. What really happens is people hold up the opposite card from me. But the point is, I still have a huge influence <laughs> on our Grand Lodge delegates. I don't know. I'm going to tell myself they're doing it because I did the other way and not just because my views are always counter to the majority of our delegates. That's probably what's going on. You guys couldn't let me have it. Anyway, um, there's more to be discussed on these landmarks. Um, I just, you know, the first I heard that we were really doing this was uh, this past Saturday. So I haven't had a chance to, to shake all the right trees up yet. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we need to touch on this more probably next week or in another future episode. We do. Um, I'm not. So I know that our our grandmaster is tangentially interested in this show. Um, and I've been looking for a way to get him on the show, and this may be the way to do that. Uh, so I will need to see if I can coordinate. You understand that if this happens, I'm going to have to argue against him, right? I think it's well past the time that we've codified our landmarks. I think that that's yeah, a great so, idea. No, I, uh, I think it would be... So this is an issue that I think we could have a debate with a purple people eater in good faith about because uh, I'm I'm not sure. Like I have some really deep concerns, but maybe he's got answers for them, and maybe it would be beneficial for uh, for everybody. That's a, I feel like that's this a is one point. of those few topics that we could discuss and not walk away with him pissed and us expelled. I think that would um, be fantastic. The going on the background. There, there's other topics that I would never touch with a purple people eater on the air. That's a that's a good one though, especially since this is his thing. It is, and it's new. And, um, Tony, can you like turn it down or something? <laughs> yes, and I like this one because I'm not going into it with an immediate bias of no way in hell over my right. body. Right, like right, right. Most issues. Uh, this one I have a bit more of an open mind on. <clears throat> so, and I'm the same way. I, I, Except for the yeah. VSO. Uh, I didn't think till just now, but I will put that on my to-do list to reach out to him and see if we can good idea. coordinate that. Um, yeah, so I guess that's that's it for this week then. Nick, hope you're having a good time. Uh, we didn't miss you at all. And this has been it for episode 196 Nick. of the After Lodge podcast. Nick Donson. You can find the show notes for this. I miss him constantly. Episode at www.afterlodge.com. After Lodge, shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. Uh, on a side note, I accidentally ended up in the old QuakeNet chat room the other day. Long story. Uh, there's still somebody in there. And so <laughs> that's you. Uh, we're all on SnooNet now, so hop on over and come see us. I think it is. Somebody's uh, BNC server. And, of course, the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So until next week, brothers, share us with your friends on Google Play and iTunes and Twitter and Potter and every other podcast-consuming application out there. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Yup. Have a good week, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Later.